Derek, you actually pursued animation for a bit. Uh, was that your second option if the writing didn't really go well? Uh, in theory. In theory. In theory. Um, you know, it, all the way through school, my subjects were uh, English and art. So I was either going to be an artist or a writer. And I figured I'd be an artist. Um, I figured, you know, I I went to Bally Firm at... Um, uh, school of Animation, and uh, it uh, was a very good school, but I, I kind of was not asked to come back for the second year. Mm. Um, right. It wasn't my fault. It, well, it technically was, but I I try not to think about that. Um, it didn't do you too much harm anyway. In the... Not in the long run. In the short run, it was a kind of a low point. Mm. Um, but, hey, as I realized... I'm an okay artist. I'm just not good enough to be one professionally. Mm. Would you um, ever illustrate your own books? Um, I, <laughs> whenever I sign, as long as I have time, I will do a little doodle in each of the books. And that is ah. as far as my, as my artistry goes these days. Um, <laughs> then my, my tour is, is officially over. Um, uh, which is nice because you know I I do have to kind of write a book in between all of the signings. Mm. Oh, so, so you haven't you haven't got Demon Road written up already, or the series? I know you're you releasing them six months apart from each other. Yes, yeah, which which is a which is a hectic schedule. You know the the first one was was out at the very end of August, mm. and. Immediately, I was on tour, and I was halfway through writing the sequel, uh, and now I'm just getting back to writing uh, again after a few weeks off. So, but that's the, you know, that's the the lifestyle of the writer. And as much mm-hmm. as I would complain about, I don't get any time to write anymore. It's much better to be in demand than no one wanting you. To go on tour in That's the first true. place, and you might so. keep your fans a little happier than George Martin, for example, who spent about twenty years between his, his, every book. Yes, six months is a ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous schedule. Uh, but um, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure why I I agreed to it. It seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> oh well, but uh, I'll go back to Skulldoggy Pleasant. How did you come up with that? Um, that's one of the big questions, and, and the answer is I don't really know. The hmm. the name arrived first; it just popped into my head. Yeah, um, it told me everything about him, who he was, what he was, what he was like, and I I just knew him. I you know he appeared he appeared fully formed, if not fleshed out, because <laughs> he's a skeleton. Um, so and 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 that that's really. Uh, Mm. Uh, it you know it is as simple as that he did appear in my head completely unprompted i it wasn't as if i was thinking about a skeleton detective and then i came up with a name or i wasn't even thinking about skeletons or detectives i was standing mm. in the middle of a hotel room i was uh um i was Poor. I was uh, trying to get my next film made. Mm. Um, I was over in London for a few days uh, in the the only hotel I could actually afford. Um, yeah. 
and it just popped into my head for no earthly reason and that moment that single moment changed absolutely everything mm. in my life and are books easier to get published whenever you have you know such a a good idea of what you, what you want to do with it i mean you hear these stories about you know writers not getting much of a chance at first yes i mean increasingly it's getting harder and harder to make a name for yourself to carve out your own niche um i mean i arrived you know my my first book was out in 2007 and this was right before everything kind of changed. You know, I was the last big signing um, that the industry would have for a few years because of the downturn in the economy. And, mm. you know, um, and then over the last few years, we've seen huge upheaval in the industry. Um, so it's much harder for a new uh, writer to to actually get a book out let alone get it noticed mm. um it's really it's all about the right idea at the right time hitting the right people yeah so there's not really much advice you could give to aspiring writers it's just you know whenever you come up with something <laughs> yes <laughs> you know whenever you come up with a good idea write it down yeah um yeah there there is no hard and fast rule you know there is no secret to being published um you know really the, i mean and obviously i'm not talking here about um, ebooks or self-publishing but if you want to go the traditional route um of an actual physical book with you know with a with a physical publisher um you know you you still do all of the things that you've always done you know you you get an agent you you submit you you know you buy the writers and artists yearbook you mm. buy that book and it's your bible and you do everything it tells you to do but even when you do all those things it's still and uh, assuming you are good enough assuming you have the talent and you have the idea <coughs> you know a lot of it comes down to timing mm. um and a receptive audience i was very lucky i I got the right audience at the right time, and I was the right voice. It doesn't mean I'm better than anyone else, although obviously I am, but it just means that I'm one of the lucky ones. Mm. And I continue to be one of the lucky ones because making a living from writing is, is next to impossible. Um, I've just read a report this morning from America where that, uh, you know, for the first time, the average wage of a writer has dipped below the living wage. So that's not exactly inspiring stuff. And no. yet, every so often, you will hear of people like me who are lucky enough to be able to make not only a living, but a good living mm. um, from being a writer. You always hope you're an mm. aspiring writer you so, hope that you are going to be one of those. So is the uncertainty the uncertainty really gets you like any creative industry. But yeah. Um, yeah. but you were lucky enough to make it through. Uh, Warner came knocking on your door and yes, yeah, yeah. Can you um, tell me a little bit about that? Well, uh, the the film has yet 
still yet to be made. We we've had it with two studios so far. Uh, Warner's was the first one, and I don't think I can actually tell you who the tech one was. Um, but um, both times the we come kind of close, but both times um, it's it's faded back. With movies, you can never tell. You know, mm. I mean. Um, Owen Colfer um, and Artemis Fowl is just moving ahead now after forever. So, um, you know, you, you, you can never tell. The, the movie industry is a fickle beast. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, after a few years of hoping and hoping and getting her hopes up as a writer, you kind of come to the conclusion that, listen, as long as I have my books, and as long as my books are on the shelf, I don't care. And you actually build up a, a shield around your heart, um, and, and suddenly you realize you don't care. It would be lovely to make a movie. It absolutely would. But but uh, because it's so unpredictable, how can you pin yeah. any kind of a dream on that? It could be a bit so, of a disaster like uh, Aragon like, or something like that. Yes, yeah, but, yeah, you know. You're taking a bit of a hands-on approach in your film, aren't you? Yeah, um, well, I mean, I started out, um, you know, after I got kicked out of college uh, and I was working on the family farm for 10 years, I I taught myself how to write and I started off writing film scripts. So I got uh, two films made and so I, you know, I I can do screenplays. Um, some writers can, some can't. Hmm. I can, and I've been, I've been working on it, on it with um, a very good uh, studio in LA. Uh, and the script is, 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 if I do say so, it's really good. Just because of <laughs> all of the advice, all of the help that hmm. I've been getting, um, it is good. It is solid. If it gets made then you're, you know, it's wonderful. But, you know, that's another thing about being an author. You are the most single most important person in your industry, okay? So I'm the most important person in the Derek Landy publishing world, obviously, because they're yeah. my books. Um, and there comes a certain point uh, in the, the film process when the writer goes from being the most important person in that project to being very much not mm. uh, and it's when the director the financiers the studio the producers the you know the catering staff you know yeah. they all have a say um and, and so and that's just because making a movie is a collaboration it's teamwork and do you find um, there's a lot of uh, well, not not interference, but do you find there's a you have to compromise? Yes, and you can uh, go ahead and call it interference. <laughs> um, that's that's not too strong. Um, if you're lucky, it's compromise. If you're strong, it's compromise. If not, it's interference. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I'm 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 the author, and I've written the first draft of the script there, and if if and when I sell it on to another studio, and if it goes further, even though I'm the author, there's no reason why they won't take it and go, okay, now we're just going to take this. It's really good, Derek. 
but we're going to hand it over to this writer who we feel might give it something extra, and then it'll be handed over to the next mm. one, and the next one, and the next one. And that's what happened with uh, Warner's. Uh, it just got handed over to increasingly bad writers mm. who have written huge films. I'm not going to say who they are, but they've written massive films, and they are the worst writers I've ever read. So <laughs> I, I got the script back after three years, and it was utter tripe. It no, no, there's no bone in my body that was going, yeah, it's okay, this could work. It's literally the worst thing yeah. I've ever read. And I've read some pretty bad things. And what do you, I know this uh, This is kind of not really related, but what do you think of um, the girl with the dragon tattoo being taken on by a, by a, a separate writer after uh, after Stig Larsson died? Oh, interesting. Um, what do you think? Do you think that's around the same issue or... It's it's it, it to be honest, I would have been happier with that had Stig Larson's a partner been involved. Yeah. Instead, the brother and the father, I think, took it on and they said, "Nope, you've got <laughs> nothing to do with this. You're getting nothing from this." Um, you know, she's essentially his wife. But and, and of course, she knew exactly what he wanted to do with the exactly, exactly. So, so you kind of, you kind of. That there's a sour taste in the mouth um, when it comes to that. Um, but, you know, it, it's happened in the past. Uh, deceased writers get their work mm. finished or uh, finished by other writers or sequels are written. Um, and it's happened in the past, and some of them have been fine. Some of them have been dreadful. None of them have been better. Mm. Um, and very few of them have been as good. Um, but uh, at, yeah. the, at the end of the day, though, you're, you're still alive and you're still in this project, and uh, <laughs> you're getting paid at the end of the day. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've got I've got very few complaints um, <laughs> about anything, really. And uh, I think that's uh, as good a case for a college dropout as any of us have ever heard. <laughs> Exactly. I, I, I realized I was doing an, an event a year ago and I was going, okay, I, I failed the leaving cert. Um, I didn't do my homework in school. I got kicked out of college and, oh my God, I'm the worst role model ever um, <laughs> because I go, look at me now. So, um, hmm. But yeah, you know, sometimes you land on your feet, sometimes you don't. But really for me, the entire, my entire fortunes changed because Skullduggery Peasant popped into my head in a single moment. And the fact is, if a car had beeped its horn outside my hotel at that moment, if someone had passed by in the corridor, if someone had shouted or spoke loudly, or if I had stubbed my toe, then that moment would never have happened, and Skullduggery would never have appeared, and I wouldn't be here talking to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, so uh, it's all scary. into chance. Derek, thanks very much for talking to us. My absolute pleasure.